Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower. I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence through our contact page at warn-usa.com. And you can listen to our Warren Radio episodes on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Warren Radio is now on the following platforms. Amazon Prime Music in Podcast, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and Podcast. And do not miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Lights of Mercy in Perilous Times The lights of mercy are revealed through the Son of God and His redemptive power. Then through those He has redeemed as they become the lights of hope and the message of redemption. A World on Fire for Hell God has other plans for you. Amidst the conflict, Christ Jesus is the victory every time and brings those in the fire with him out into the light of victory and deliverance. Ecclesiastes mirrors reflecting man's choice. This article brings scripture and practicality down to mainstream America. It is also true that while these passages reflect what society faces and the God who is above all, there are always choices. America Sins of Your Sister Sodom The sins reach a pinnacle for this modern generation. How does this judgment on Judah and being compared to her sister Sodom go against traditional ideas? And the following are the latest posts on mourn-usa.com. Beginning Wisdom, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 63 on Battle Lines. Beginning Wisdom is is stated in Scripture as being the fear of the Lord. Hear, respect, awe, wonder, worship, service, serve, discipleship, and more. What happens if a people move away from that wisdom? In Time Gospel Missions Classic at Warren Radio. In Time's Gospel Mission stands as the hallmark of in time prophecy. For this gospel shall be preached in all the world for a witness. Be sure to get your copy of The Rising. The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana G. Smith. Everything was okay, or so they thought. A truth so unbelievable, it took a miracle to fight back. Don't miss The Rising. The Rising continues the story of Mac, a former black ops sniper, and details the takeover of America. 
hidden within the storyline of the rising is the truth of what's happening in America now. The Watchman wrote this book in 2019, even before COVID and all the writing by BLM and Antifa started. And we weren't able to get it published until 2021. So you can go to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Ingram, Walmart, Google Play, Angus and Robertson, and many more. And the ebook, the rising ebook, can be found on Google Play. You can also get your copy of The Rising by going to danaglinsmith.com. And while on the site, be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio newsletter. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, you know, in spite of the election, I'm doing good. Yeah, it's... Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Doing okay. Doing good. How are you doing? Doing good. I'm glad to be here, as always. Yeah, and it was nice around here, so... Yeah, it wasn't bad. Well, I mean, nice. It wasn't snowing and blowing. I mean, it's not 70 degrees (laughs) and swimming weather. Yeah. Yeah. 70 would be awesome. But for us around here, you know, it's pretty good. Blue sky, sun. I've got about a 12-foot long or maybe 15 to 20-foot long uh, snow bank back here. Snow drift. Yeah, probably about 4 foot high. Yep, I'd say. And pretty wide. And that's still there. So we're still reminded that it is snowy season. But we are in March, and in March we get snow, and uh, we're heading down, man. We're ready for spring. And you know, speaking of spring, the one thing they always say, Tower, is that when you get in spring, that's the time of war. That's when people go to war. Uh, and, I don't like that. Yeah, and that's the truth. And there's well, a lot I, of talk of, of war going on. Yeah, it, well, see, there, there is, and that's why you you look at war. I mean, they've been fighting all winter over there in Ukraine. It's been, it's but, been over a year now. But all offensives, going back to historical times, is uh, is spring. And you wrap it up by fall and snow. And if you're happen to caught sieging, you know, uh, in the fall, and uh, you can't uh, finish the siege, then you have to keep the siege on and uh, continue to hold the people to where they don't get food or water 
uh, indefinitely or you just leave and let them refresh themselves and come start again next year. It's crazy. Yeah. So at any rate, the weather is very much a, a part of everything humans have always done. And uh, so we are uh, we are really ready. We're ready for a lot of things around here. But uh, the first part is America, sins of thy sister Sodom. And uh, Ezekiel 16.49 says, The iniquity of thy sister Sodom, pride, fullness of bread, and abundance of idleness. Now this is an article that's over on our website, and it's one that, that we re republished. We do a lot of this. We fix up the articles. We go through them again. We check the links. We do everything we can to make sure it's all pertinent. And, uh, you know, the one thing about it, I remember many, many years ago, The Sins of Your Sister Sodom, the first time I heard it was from David Wilkerson preaching on about the same thing. And, uh, you know, the... They said the sins were pride, satiety, uh, satiety or, or full, you know. You're, you're not starving to death. You have a good life. Uh, super abundance of bread. Uh, a careless rest or security. They, they have a haughtiness of bad attitude, kind of harsh. Uh, uncharitable, absolutely, to the poor and wretched. That is uh, what these uh, particular, this phrase means. And, uh, you know, when we look at this, we think of a lot of things. And uh, the biggest things, when, you're, when you mention Sister Sodom, everybody thinks of Sodom and Gomorrah. Yep, that's true. And uh, the real sin of Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, I mean, they, they had a lot of sodomy going on. Whether you like the word or not, that's what it was. But you see, the thing that they got called on, you know, was the pride, the fullness of bread. You know? And too much idleness, because they got to remember the... You know, there is a phrase, uh, Tower, that, that our, our grandparents used a lot, and that is, you know, that there's a place, the mind is the devil's workshop. Yep. You know, and if you don't rebuke that, that comes into your mind. Oh, my goodness. You know, and uh, it's just one of those things that you have to learn to rebuke. You have to learn to get these things out of your mind. That's and, right. And you can clear them out. Uh, so make no mistake. Some you know, days it's a struggle. Yeah. But but you take this and, you know, we're, we're pointing at uh, Judah. Um You know, there's a little question here in, in the first of the story. How does this judgment on Judah and being compared to her sister Sodom go against traditional ideas? You see, the thing of it is, is that uh, the northern tribes, they were carried captive and actually removed. And they became the lost tribes of Israel. And some of them have been found 
Not all of them have. They're out there somewhere. But they never did stay in the land, get back to the land. Now the Jews insist there there's still a few around. There was always Jews around from those tribes. And um, you know, to me it's a mute point. The point of it is 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 that, you know, uh the northern tribes, the lost tribes, weren't around. You know. And they're still not around. There may be a few of them around. But the only one you got back in the land, the only tribe, of course, is uh, Judah. Uh, and, of course, they got some others in there with them. But predominantly it was Judah. And Judah's the one that was carried captive to Babylon and then brought back uh, after 70 years. And, see, the lesson of the prophets and of Israel the lost tribes and of Judah about judgment is if you repent and forsake your sins you're going to do fine if you don't then you have no idea what these judgments are like and you can look at Judah today and you know, they got back from the tribes quite a while. I mean, uh, back from uh, bondage in uh, um, Babylon a long, long time ago. And they were back in the land. They had their uh, um, their temple that they built. They rebuilt Jerusalem. But Israel today, even back in the land since 1948, they still don't have all the land back. And today, for the last, ever since uh, they finally got this, they've had several elections, I think five, and then finally Netanyahu got back in and he had to put it together coalition. And uh, they're still not, you know, it's still not working. They, they've, they've got violence, they got trouble, division, they can't form a government. The government they formed is just uh, so divided, you can't do nothing. And so, the heads up here with this article that you need to read, go over to DanaGlennSmith.com, and you read this article and you think of America. Don't mess around with judgment. Don't mess around with sins. That's Don't right. count it as light. Because Amen. if you count this as light, you're going to regret that. Make no mistake, in these judgments that God sent on Israel, the judgments, and you may think this is funny, but after spending a long time in Isaiah and discussing a lot of things there, Tower and I are on 163 now, part 163 that the judgments, one thing we learned is that the judgments are redemptive. God uses these to bring you back. He used the prophets to go personally tell them what they needed to do. And the only time they ran into trouble is just like the Lord said when he was there dealing with the Jews when he came down and he dwelt among us. And uh, he says, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that stonest the prophets. You see, those prophets were sent to turn you from the wicked ways you were going. Now you see, if America would listen, 
And if we had some of these same kind of prophets, true prophets. Now see, I've been warning, and Towers, Tower and I have been warning, we're in our 25th year. And that's what we do, is warn and we teach the word. 25 years. But we were telling people a long, long time before that. Long, long time. This is just the end time portion of our ministry. And we've been doing this a long, long time altogether. But if you're not going to listen, believe me, judgment is not going to go well. And that's, you know, you need to read this article and a little understand and then look at America today. Because I can guarantee you probably 70 to 80% of America won't listen. Right now. You're hearing about this, uh, you know, um, revival going on? Yeah. Well, that revival ain't going to stop no judgment. Now, if it picks up and they really get into the repentance and wailing for the sins and it reaches every aspect of America, then yes. God, and he's already set up the parameters for that in Jeremiah. That you can repent and he will turn from what he was going to do and heal your land. But everybody goes back into Corinthians and quotes that, but that is not the, you know, that that just tells you what you can do. But the stuff in Jeremiah will tell you God's policies concerning nations. So at any rate, America, sins of your sister Sodom. And I think of America when, when I see this, and it, and it answers some questions. It probably brings out even more questions. And one of the biggest one is, why would God judge us when there's worse nations? Well, see, there is an answer to that. You read the article, and if you still want to know, then uh, take the time to send me an email from our website. Just go over to our contact page, and I'll give you an answer. So... Uh, and so we're up here, we're looking at another one. And the thing that I got about this, this is building the nation of liberty. And we're not going to do this word for word. Uh, what we're going to do is look at the article. And we're going to discuss various parts. And the Providence Forum is uh, really part of this here. Uh, it organized a self-guided faith and freedom tour to show you how Christianity and the intense desire for freedom in these for liberty in these locations birthed this freest of the free nations. And of course, today, Tower, you wouldn't think people are really paying attention. They're not paying attention. They don't appreciate what was done to gain the freedom in America. No. They've never been oppressed like they were back then. And see... But they're going to be. Yeah. They keep going on the path they're on. Now, you see, the 1619 Project... Is which a lie. Is, which is a total lie. And, and, and there's educated blacks and whites both, not just blacks, that say it's a lie. This is used by the woke crowd... 
And, of course, if you want to push the 1619 project, that's up to you. I could care less, because I know the truth. You think I'm going to believe what is going on in America? We have a lot of pride, we have a lot of stubbornness, and an equal amount of sin. Now I call on America and those who are pushing the 1619 Project and all the other stuff they're doing, including BLM and Antifa. We have a lot of different racial groups that are building up. When this nation falls, if, if it doesn't repent, get healed, you're going to find yourself uh, in a pickle. It's going to fall uh, hard when it does because we're big. Yeah. The bigger you are, the harder you fall. Well, you know, that's true. You know, and they put up all this stuff, and there's a lot of people, you know, they'll blame it on whatever race they want to. But it's called sin. And I was told a long time ago, it was quite strong when I was told this, the sin, S-I-N, the sin is not in the skin, S-K-I-N. The sin, S-I-N, is not in the skin, S-K-I-N. The sin is that within. You get that? The sin is within you. The sin is not on your skin. The sin is not because you're black, not because you're white, not because you're yellow or brown or whatever color you are. Or purple. Or purple. The sin is inside you. And it begins in your heart. Amen. And that's the key. But because we're so stubborn and we've lived in a nation full of ease, that's where Sister Sodom comes in. An abundance of everything. Pride comes in. And then you've been blaming everybody for your issues. And you don't see repentance as important. Well, God does. And you may sniff and snarl, well, I don't believe in God. Well, you will. There's not an atheist in hell. Did you know that? <laughs> and so I don't care how smug and smart you are. I don't care about your pontifications. I don't care what your excuses are. I don't care whether you love me or hate me. I don't care. I'm telling you, I'm voicing it. It comes direct from Scripture. I've been doing this a long time. If you don't want to listen, that's your job. Go, go right ahead. But I would suggest you read Revelation 22, and that will tell you where you're going to wind up and who's going to judge you. So it's time to wake up, America. So back to this little thing we're looking at right now. So they set up a self-guided faith and freedom tour. Now, that might be kind of fun to look, but this isn't Philadelphia. I, I think it would be interesting. But the problem with having it in Philadelphia, that's where we find a lot of cheating goes on in the elections. They also have gang problems and a lot of other issues. Why would it be that one of our storied 
you know, cities where freedom was birthed in this nation. And look at D.C., it's the same thing. Why would these cities now be turning atheistic, godless, and want socialism now? You see, there's a lesson here. The problem with most of America, they don't want to listen. If you don't want to listen, that's your business. Now, Lillybeck, he's the one that founded the Providence Forum. Peter Lillybeck. It's actually Lillybeck. He was talking to CBN News. He said that Bible beliefs actually backed each step the Founding Fathers took. He was standing near a statue of George Washington, and that's one of the ones I think they took down. Lillibak, Lilback stated the first president personified this. Washington said we need to follow Christ or we're never going to succeed as a nation. Now you see we did follow Christ but we've fallen away. We've had multiple generations that uh, do not follow Christ. Don't even know anything about Christ. Don't believe in him. And also this nation started going down when we took the Bible out of the schools. We stopped you know, emphasizing Christianity and faith. And he talks about George Washington. He's not, he's not a minister. He's not a right-wing conservative fundamentalist. He's the father of our country. And he said that the statue of Washington, and I don't know if it's there or not. I, did, I thought they tore it down. Again, I say I'm that. I'm not sure. Is located right outside Independence Hall, since that's where the founders declared the colony's freedom and formed the fledgling country's constitution. Now, see, the problem I have today is, and I, I know this, you know, we was given a country. And although we fought, God gave it to us. But see, the people that are pushing the 169 project and other 1619 and other lies, you know, have a voice, a big voice, and are teaching people the wrong thing. And so that's why we have a big push to become socialist. And of course here you know if you succeed in turning this country into a socialist nation uh, it's going to be worse than you've ever known. And it will never be even a tenth of what America was under God's blessing. You will bring a curse on this nation like you've never seen. And you'll be literally cursing your children's future. 
So I'm not going to read this. This is really long. You can find this over at uh, CBN. You know, they tell a story, and I'll close with this. Uh, Samuel Adams and Jacob uh, Duce, uh, they had arrived at Carpenter's Hall, and they wanted to pray. And Lilybeck said that he led, uh, they led in prayer, and he does it in the name of Jesus Christ. So we can honestly say the United States was begun with the prayer meeting. <laughs> and I think it's a beautiful thing to realize that American colonists found a way to come together and they did it in the gospel name of Christ crossing denominational boundaries. Amen. That's exciting. And, and there's another story <laughs> that I like of, of the early and it, it was one of the Adams. Might have been John Adams. And this was when they were beginning and they couldn't really come together because they had a lot of religious groups, Christians. And the problem of it is, all the Christians had different doctrines and they didn't want to pray together. So, uh, and I think it was John Adams rose and said, well, I believe in Jesus Christ and, that, and I'll pray with any man who can pray in his name. Amen. And it has nothing to do with denomination. It's who we serve. And so that changed the scope and they came together. Yeah, that's good. And so you need to understand, if you want to stay divided, divided we fall. United we stand. So and it's time for those of you who hear what I'm saying right now to consider what we're saying this morning or, the, or tonight. Because frankly, folks, if you don't stick up for the country as our forefathers attended, then you are going to be responsible for one of the greatest demise of one of the greatest nations ever to be birthed. And your sins will find you out And throwing away a country like this is ignorant and it's stupid. So, and we've got another one here, and I and I got this because. Uh, this is praying for the peace of Jer Jerusalem. This is by the Christians united for Israel. And you know, Tower, the problem I have, you know, is that I see America really faltering, you know. You and I have talked about it. Mm-hmm. We're, we're in trouble here. Mm, yes, sir. But we if are. you look over and see Jerusalem and Israel... They, they are really struggling over there right now. And people are dying. Both Jews and Palestinians. They're having a hard time really getting the government. They have massive protests. 
and they're trying to birth trying to get this thing to where they can live there without getting killed all the time such a tragic situation and there's two little sentences that I really like in Isaiah 62 actually there's three for Zion's sake will I not hold my peace and for Jerusalem's sake I will not rest until the righteousness thereof go forth as brightness and the salvation thereof as a lamp that burneth let me do verse 2 of that and the Gentiles shall see thy righteousness and all kings thy glory and thou shalt be called by a new name which the mouth of the Lord shall name Now I'm going to go down to verse 6 and 7. I have set watchmen upon thy walls, O Jerusalem, which shall never hold their peace day or night. Ye that make mention of the Lord, keep not silence, and give him no rest till he establish, till he make Jerusalem a praise in the earth. Set up watchmen. Let them never hold their peace, but let them watch and declare nightly. And don't give him, the Lord our God, any rest till he follows through and establishes and makes Jerusalem a praise in the earth. Well, one day Jerusalem will be a praise in the earth. But it'll be known as the bride of the Lamb. And it will come down. And the throne of God will be in there. And the glory of God will light it. And there will be no more war, no more anything except for peace and joy. Now you see the Jews living there literally live this and believe that God is going to reestablish Jerusalem. And God can establish Jerusalem for them And he can also fulfill it for the Gentiles and all those who believe in Yahshua when he comes to rule and reign on the earth. Because he is going to come to rule and reign as the greater son of David. So, remember that there are organizations and there are believers and there are Jews. And we all back Israel I don't always agree with what they do but I back Israel I support Israel and I also support the Palestinians being repentive and coming to know the Lord but a long time ago I talked about this when Arafat came in brought his Palestinians with him and got the land and they in fact destroyed part of it including the factories because they didn't want anything from a Jew and they established a hatred and taught their children to hate Jews and kill Jews they sowed blood libel and blood guilt is the result they stained the land with endless uh, jihad and murders of Jews you are not going to have peace in any land 
where you have this kind of bloodshed because it, the, the land has to be cleansed and there is a procedure to cleanse the land. And one day, that judgment, which will cleanse the earth of all the blood that's been spilt, will be fully employed upon the world by the Lord God during the tribulation. And he will feed the nations of men what I call the judgment of the blood. You can find blood guilt throughout the Bible you find the judgment of the blood like this in one place and that's found in the book of Revelation and you'll find other things on blood guilt and the shedding of innocent blood in the Torah this is not a game at all for God will hold all accountable for the blood they shed. And this isn't the full teaching on the blood because there are other things when, when you talk about the shedding of blood and what is blood guilt and what isn't. So we talked about America, your sister Sodom, the nation of liberty, and we've talked about the peace of Jerusalem. Now, if you were talking Christian doctrine or biblical doctrine, we've talked about a Christian nation being established based on the Word of God, a nation of liberty. We talk about a nation that needs to repent in America, your sister Sodom. And we've talked about the Jews in Jerusalem and praying for the peace of Jerusalem and also the healing of Jerusalem in the land. Do you have anything you want to add? No. No. Okay. Oh, that's Bibles for the Mideast. Are you ready? Yes. So this is a story that we brought back, um, brought to you last August from Bibles for the Mideast to pray for two pastors, um, Ram Bahadur, Dur, I'm not, I'm sorry, I'm not saying the names correctly, and Pastor Sabash. They um, were brutally beaten while evangelizing in um, their country, Pastor Bihar in Nepal and he was tied to a tree and ruthlessly beaten but he is fully recovered and back doing what he loves and has been called to do which is ministry and um, Pastor Sub Sebash in North India he ended up in the hospital finally was able to get to the hospital he was brutally attacked by extremists for sharing the gospel in his village and then he was handed over to the police and charged with forcefully converting people to Christianity and that's an extremely serious charge in India and he was in the in the jail for three days before they could get him out they refused to 
let him be taken to the hospital for proper treatment and they um, beat him mercilessly they were very cruel and they finally released him and he was admitted to the hospital with injuries both inside and out and after a few days he was released they thought he was recovered but he um, became seriously ill has he had severe damage to his kidneys and he needed to have a transplant and um, they were trying to find a willing a compatible and willing donor well there was a a man named Lexmana he was a once a Hindu extremist and ex enemy of Christians and in general Pastor Subhash and his church in particular and um, Lixmana had often persecuted the pastor and his congregants, but the Christian leader's persistent loving behavior and attitude melted Lixima's heart, and he became a Christian. So he found out the pastor needed a kidney, and he offered his. He found out he was a match. Well, he um, slowly, after the delicate surgery, Lixima slowly recovered and was released in several days. And Pastor Sabash was already in a weakened state before the surgery, barely made it through. And the saints of the church and beyond, including Pastor Paul and Pastor Peter Hanif, they prayed and fasted for day, five days as Pastor Sabash was in a coma. And then he miraculously opened his eyes and began to talk. And he said that he had seen Jesus but he could not tell us all the details and the facts are that medically at the end of those five days Pastor Subhash died and um, while weak he, he after all he'd been through he was still weak he began recounting what he's seen he said it was an, a tremendous experience for him and the Lord and Savior see I it was a tremendous experience for me and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ he knew he had been in a coma for five days after the surgery but of course had no conscious knowledge of it yet while unconscious in the coma he said he had an inner feeling that some changes in is happening to me that my Lord is preparing me for something special at that point when he physically died what he remembers is that the Archangel Michael came down from the sky and plucked my soul from my body without any complaint I gave up my life and went with him he said he saw a bright, bright light going before them as they traveled and praises to the Lord echoing after along after them I saw the sky seem to open up for me and I entered inside an amazing world I have never seen anything before like that. Oh, what amazing, amazing world it is. He could barely find the words, but said the stars shone brightly, and somehow even they seemed to be greeting him with joy. He heard refrains of hallelujah and praise the Lord, saying it was like the song of ascents everywhere. A great multitude praising, a sound like the rushing of many waters. And um, 
There's a note here. I found myself so struck by his comparison to the Hebrew Song of Ascents, a collection of 15 psalms, Psalm 120 to 134, traditionally sung by Hebrew pilgrims as they ascended the uphill road to Jerusalem to attend annual festivals in the temple. That's an amazing story. Well, it is. And you notice how personal this is to him. Yes. You know. And it's direct. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. It's This is what happened. And the story on this is we did cover this a long time ago. Yeah, but I, we, I remember it. We, we didn't cover this part. No. This is an addition. This is talking about the miraculous recovery and what the pastor's seen in heaven. Because it's usual, especially when you... See, we've been... Um, uh, you know, and when we talk about these ministries and things... They don't pay us any money, and we don't give them any money. We have a certain fund that that we uh, put money in, and we use this money to support certain ministries. We have a list of them, and uh, we don't tell anybody. It's nobody's business. Uh, this is just our way of doing it. We we cover this stuff. We, nobody gets charged, but we tell you about it. So if you want to support them, you can go support them. You don't give any money to us because we don't take any money uh, as far as, uh, you know, to re-donate it in your name. You know, we're, we just don't do that. Uh, so at any rate... Um, the people that make up Bibles for the Mideast and uh, the main leaders that we c came uh, to know through uh, through internet connection and emails and stuff, um, <coughs> they're all ex-Muslim, and they've been doing this for a lot of a lot of years, and they have uh, the Assembly of the Loving God churches around. Uh, the entire Middle East. They're all over the place. They have a lot of them. And so God has blessed their ministry. And uh, so it's Bibles for number four Mideast.com. Mideast is one word. Mid and East.com. Bibles, the number four Mideast.com. And you'll be able to read all about their ministry and what they do. But see, this is the kind of thing that Tower and I find a lot. The things that are happening globally. So while you're listening to all this pontification and all these people that, you know, there's no God or they hate Christians or whatever they're doing, I got news for you. Christians literally are hated globally. There are more persecuted Christians today and it's more dangerous for Christians today than ever before. So... You know, we have all these punks, as I call them, going around, you know, trying to make it tough on Christians. Well, you know, that doesn't change anything. You know, these persecuted Christians are tough. They're a lot tougher than the churches here. So, 
pray for these people pray for the church overseas and pray for your American church and the other churches wherever they may be now this comes out of Syria and Turkey and I put this in here because Syria and Turkey continue to get um, earthquakes. Did you tell me about another earthquake that was hitting? Well, I thought I heard one on Monday, which is a total of four that I've heard about. Yeah, well, if they had it in one place. Well, see, when I was looking over the rubble of that, because there's some in-depth coverage of it, um, I mean, it was... It was terrible. I mean, it was just totally wrecked. And they they were looking at the people who built these things. Uh, and, and they had uh, they could get back to the very time that they were building all this stuff. And there was some talk that they had not built them like they should have. Uh, but, you know, they'll be handling that them, their own way. Uh, but... So the footage coming out of there is absolutely terrible. And we know that um, Samaritan's Purse is on the ground with the hospital. And uh, we've followed Samaritan's Purse several times uh, in the news. Um, and remember during COVID, they were set up in New York. And so they, they get all over the world. And uh, talking about this thing, they said every hour more and more needy families are knocking at the door of our churches. This was a denominational leader in Syria. And, uh, and they had 700 new families whose houses were completely destroyed. And, you know, that didn't even, you don't even know how many people were still under the rubble. And uh, so they were seeking refuge in the churches, and they were afraid of aftershocks, and that 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 is scary. It is. It is. And it's uh, very cold, and their houses are totally destroyed. And at this time, they were talking about you know the typical medicine, food, blankets, clothes, and oil, heating oil. And it was snowing. I mean, you couldn't get in a worse landscape. And, uh, you know, they said, uh, they said that it's hell here every day. Now, this comes to us via Global Christian Relief. And to, to donate, go to globalchristianrelief.org. And that's one of the reasons we're, we're bringing it up to you again, is they still need help. So go to globalchristianrelief.org and uh, you'll be able to find them. They have boots on the ground right there. Uh, and they need to buy ongoing food and shelter and clothing uh, items and stuff like that all the time. You know, you don't know how bad it is until you don't have it. Yeah, that's just... 
horrible thinking about that. No food, no water, no clothes. It's pure hell here. They don't even have um, gas. They can't even buy gas to drive anywhere. Well, you know, the people that were on the ground in Syria, some of the messages that came out of there, now this has been a little while ago, there's no help coming, nothing from any countries. That's sad. Another one says, I don't know what to say. We are experiencing hell here, and every day it gets worse. Here's another one. We have been sleepless for five days trying to help somehow. But how are you going to dig a collapsed house free with your hands to save people? And if it's cold and snowy and you're handling these big bricks and walls, this is you can't do that. Another one says, don't send money. It won't do any good. Even if you send a million dollars, there's nothing to buy. There are no markets, no food, no clothes, nothing. There is nothing left. Now think of that. Yeah, the markets were raided with... All the markets had been, had been looted 24 hours after the earthquake. Here's another comment. The only thing I can do is send donations in kind. Underpants, baby pampers, blankets, that's what the people here need, not money. And they didn't have fuel left. So this just gives you, they say this is really Armageddon. It but is. Uh, we wanted to cover this you know, um, I know that Samaritan's Purse gets on the ground. They have ongoing flights coming in bringing food just about everywhere they go. Uh, but, you know, you, you need a lot of ministries and a lot of humanitarian organizations. Yeah. You know, so uh, we may not like the policies of certain leaders, but their people need help. Yes, amen. So don't forget, it's urgent. Help today. And uh, make sure you get to Global Christian Relief. And you can donate at globalchristianrelief.org. And they should have something up right at the beginning when you get there on the Syrian and Turkey churches and uh, these earthquakes. And you can also help Samaritan's Purse. They have a hospital on the ground. Yeah, and you can go to samaritanspurse.org for that. You know, and, and it's really disturbing to me because, you know, America is in the midst of going down, and if America goes down, who's going to help these people? There's no, there's not going to be the help out there from America. And I know that a lot of America gives help. A lot of money goes to other countries to help America, help the Christians around the world, and others suffering. Well, you know, that... And that's disturbing. That is true. And uh, I've talked about that a lot because, you know, and I think not in terms of, well, you know, if America falls and we lose everything, you know, here we are, don't have nothing. I'm thinking more in terms, and I have, you know, that we want to keep the ship afloat because we need to keep people employed and we need those people 
to donate to help these people. If you had all of the civilized nations, as we call them, in the world, could give a little bit, they would help a lot. But the problem runs in, you also have people who want to take advantage of people that are in such states. You send them a lot of stuff and people steal it. You send them money and people uh, abscond with money. There's wickedness everywhere you go. So you need good stalwart ministries like Samaritan's Purse, Global Christian Relief, Barnabas Aid, and we have a whole list of them. Open doors. Open doors, that's right. And uh, International Christian Concern. And so it's important to understand. As believers, the Lord commands us to occupy till he comes. And that's what we need to do. But we also need to make sure we're helping the persecuted church and helping those who suffer uh, things like this. A natural disaster that is unconscionable. And so pray for them. Pray for the ministries and all those that have people out on the grounds because they need protection. And we thank you for listening. And we thank you for helping. And uh, the WIBR Warren Radio is an end time ministry. And we are an advocate for the persecuted church. And we encourage you to help the believers overseas. One day, America's going to need help. And if you've been stingy, it won't do you any favors. We need to be generous, and we need to give, and we need to help these people. So, we're coming down to the end tower. Hey. And uh, go ahead and... Well, we want to thank everybody for joining us whenever they do. It's a pleasure to have you here with us. It's a pleasure to hear from you. We love hearing from you. We love you all very dearly. We appreciate you. We appreciate what you do for the Lord. And and we pray for you. And we ask that you pray for your brethren. Pray for us. And may God richly bless you for all that you do for him. We love you. Stay safe in the Lord. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to go to our websites at warn-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Listen, uh, listen to the shows. Check out the articles. And until next time, be safe, be blessed. Shalom, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.